Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. As always, Judd and Declan. Wild play tonight. Um, lose their first game against the Anaheim Ducks. One to nothing. And uh, Dex, I'd like to start here. There's one There's one play right now that is going through my head continually. Okay. I think about this. One nothing defeat in which uh, the Wild, by the way, and Cam Talbot, their goaltender, played outstanding. Yep. Uh, the fa- the fact was that G- Gibson, the uh, Ducks go- goaltender, was just flat out better. He made thirty three saves. Talbot made uh, twenty seven. The play that keeps going through my head, though, in particular, is this one. It is very early in the game tonight mm-hmm. when okay. when top line center Victor Rask hmm. has a wide open net and awning the it's, it's right there and the wild is buzzing and the wild is playing well and the ducks are not very good their goaltender is good but their goaltender is in this case uh, out of position and Victor Rask has the puck on his stick and he has a sure goal and I I know the puck might have gotten on edge but this is last time I checked the National Hockey League so Victor Rask should have been in very good shape and he somehow, and I don't know how, misses the net entirely. He didn't hit the post. He didn't hit Gibson. He hit nothing. He shot it over the net. And that is the play that now that the, the uh, Wild lost this game, one nothing. I keep flashing back to as really, because that gives you the early lead. You're in control. You're right. in good shape. Aside from a couple of guys on this team, I think that this team is going to be um, it's going to be challenging to score goals consistently, perhaps. In other words, you can't miss. You cannot miss. You cannot afford to miss the type of shot that Rask missed, and he, he did. And then I believe Felino also had a very good chance. I want to say Bukestad had uh, two or three great chances, including one like Rask. A really good game. Early. It wasn't. Uh, Bukestad chance early was not as open of net as what Rask had, but it was a good chance. Uh, the Wild does not score. Your thoughts? Well, uh, let me uh, crack one open there for my main man, Victor Rask, for missing the easiest, most gimme goal of all time. Do you realize how much vindication I would have had, Judd, if Victor Rask scores? And, and by the way, I don't know how he didn't score, but I, I was ready for him to, to on the first shift, <laughs> put the team up one to nothing, 15 seconds in. Now, some people are saying that on, on, the, on the replay, we Mike Caruso said, that there was a little bit of a deflection. I believe Gibson was able to get his twig on it, so he did deflect it a bit. Regardless, oh, I, gotta, I don't I, care how 
if someone deflected it or not, Victor Rask has to figure out a way to have that big of a barn door open that you got to bury the puck, man. And it, it, you're right because I mean, if you get the get the lead right away, right on the road, good things are going to happen. And then you look back on it in hindsight, 2020, that you didn't even score a goal tonight. That was kind of the story of the wild man. That was it was it was a tough one to watch. It was a really tough one to watch. So Victor Rask, uh, hold on a second. I, I'm happy you have your first line center, but my goodness, dude, you got to finish. I'm going to watch the the GIF or gift, uh, whichever one you prefer, of that chance. Okay. Okay. It's an open net. So Gibson is on. So Rask is on the left wing side in the circle, yep. down low. Gibson is pulled over to the left entirely, and as I start this. Gibson is watching the puck on Rask's stick, knowing he's screwed, okay? Yeah. So now I'm going to start it. I'm watching this. <laughs> uh, Gibson f- tried to fly over. I think he missed it. I think he missed it. G- Gibson attempts to get his stick and blocker on the puck. Uh, the puck is going top shelf. But then, much like a field goal, it just keeps going. In this case, the field goal was good. The goal was not. But yeah, I mean, this is the type of thing. And look, all right, here's the thing. I don't know what Bill Guerin is going to elect to do here. And he might stand pat. And if he does, I guess that's fine. But Declan, when it comes to the discussion of the top two lines, okay, they've got some nice players. Kaprizov, really nice player. I really like him. I mean, he's he's not going to be a star in every game. And he certainly was not tonight and we'll get into the power play and his approach on the power play, which bothered me greatly. We'll get into that. Okay. Fiala, he's scuffling to score. I I still think he's playing well, but he's He's, scuffling to score, but that's fine too, right? That's going to happen. But Dex, when it comes down to it, what you have is you have some talent on the top two lines. You don't have a center who belongs with those guys, even in the area code. And here's your problem. And th- this is the backwards thing right now. And I'm not mad. It's just a fact, okay? The fact is, the Wild has far more cohesiveness and real lines on lines three and four. Like, those yeah. are real li- like, Those are yeah. productive real lines. I'm not saying they're more talented. So do not, do not say that I said that Felino or, or, or Sturm or that, that group has more talent than Fiala and Kaprizov. Hear me out here. But when it comes to the actual makeup of the lines and saying, you know what, what lines would I want to start? And, and I believe that Dean has started for the past two games, the third line. The fourth line tonight, Dex, again, played really well. Those are real lines. Those are cohesive three-man units. The top two lines don't even have a sniff of that cohesiveness right now. They've got some talent, but there is nobody in the middle on either line to anchor those lines. Here's what's, probably, yeah, here's what's probably going to happen. I mean, he's gotten Victor Rask out there as your top-line center since the opening night. He demoted Nick Bugstead right to the fourth line, basically halfway through the third period of the first game, and Rask has been on that top-line center ever since. Um, with the way Bugstead played tonight, and you could probably make a case, Nick Bugstead might have been the Wilds' best offensive player tonight. He was all over the net. Uh, he had plenty of chances to score. His course, he was through the roof. He played very well tonight for the first time, and I'm, I'm going to bet that Dean Evison probably moves him up to the top line. They play again tomorrow, I believe, right? Or is there an off day? No, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday so, Ducks again. So when they play the again game. on Wednesday, Bugstead's yep. going to be, it's just going to be the same thing. They're going to flip them back. Rask is probably going to go back down to the fourth line. Bugstead goes back up to the first line. And th- and this is kind of, you're shuffling deck deck chairs on the Titanic, essentially, is what you're doing here. You're, you, you are, you're playing your hot hand. 
And Fiala and Caprice, you, you can see that Kaprizov, who made some turnovers tonight, by the way, like he wasn't perfect by any means. Not that I expect, not that anyone expects him to play at an elite perfect level every single night, but you can tell he's trying to press a little bit, that he is literally trying to drag this team into relevancy, but he's also made a few mistakes because I don't know if he trusts anyone else on this team. And I, I saw your tweet in the power play. At this point, if I'm Kirill Kaprizov, don't worry about elevating someone else, dude. Shoot the puck. Just honestly, take take the game by the horns here and shoot the dang puck every single time. Because right now, you don't have a center. You, I, I, and Cam Talbot was phenomenal tonight. Cam Talbot played his ass off. It was his best game of the year. John Gibson was also very, very good. But with the way the Wild were getting shots in front of them and creating high-danger situations, eventually you think that something's going to break there and that the Wild should be able to, to score. It kind of reminded you, it wasn't the same thing because the chances were a little different, but it reminded you of the Blues-Jake Allen series where it was you, you could tell the Wild were out-possessing and out-chancing the team, but they just couldn't find the back of the bleeping net. So I still I, think... I feel like they're going to, to the net more, though. My, my biggest problem with that Blues series to me was they they had Nino and Coyle Grandland shooting from the outside right and th- those were pretty th- those were not hard, hard saves um I feel like this team is actually driving towards the net more but yeah it it's so the power play let's talk about that I've got them at 0 for 16 okay 0 okay. for 16 in yeah, three that's right. games that's 0 right. for 16 um so the first power play unit tonight was Bonino, um, Parisi, Fiala, Kaprizov, Spurgeon. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, they, they had they had Fiala as the pseudo point guy. So it was up front. It was Bonino, Parisi, Kaprizov, Spurgeon, and uh, Fiala on the points. Um, and in the second period in particular, the thing I did not get, was Kaprizov was on that right side, right wing side. And he had numerous opportunities to shoot and like create potential rebounds or try to use a Parisi screen. And he insisted on trying to set up the perfect play by passing cross ice. It felt like he he was trying to pass to uh, Fiala or Spurgeon. To your point, shoot the puck. Just shoot the puck. Nobody is going to get mad if you shoot. Nobody. So this, this is the uh, shooting chart, shooting chart heat map of on the, just on the power play. So when the okay. Wild were five on four tonight, and you can kind of see a little bit here. I'm going to take off this comment on the screen. Um, that the Wild had plenty of attempts throughout, right in the kitchen, right where you want them to be. Those are good. Yeah, those are great. So this is exactly where you want. I mean, yeah. you are literally you're between the circles. Yep. You're, you're looking to beat them possibly. I, I believe right on the blocker side there. Like you have plenty of chances right in the kitchen to score the puck, but there was numerous chances where these aren't going to be shot shot charts. But what you're talking about, Judd is where he's up near the, near the half wall or up on the point where he makes a turnover or he holds the puck for too long. No, at that point, if you're Kirill Kaprizov, you got to just shoot it, man. You have to absolutely shoot that puck. And on the other side the penalty kill, I mean, look at that. The, the wild did an amazing job at suppressing shots on the penalty kill. They basically didn't allow anything mm-hmm. right in front of Talbot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, if, if you're just looking at, and this is just the five on four one, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll bring you the five on five everything else all of it and this is what you want to see if you're the wild i mean it's, yep. it's a bad it, it, it's a loss it's still a loss you got zero points out of it but i felt like there was a it was really encouraging of what the wild were able to do on offense tonight just john gibson was damn good 
Yes, true. Um, yes, I. The, the one thing that I would say though is this: your shooters have to shoot. That means Kaprizov, Fiala, Parisi. I guess they have to shoot. They they have to uh, take be, because this team is not skilled enough or deep enough to rely on on scoring from the third or fourth line potentially. And they both played really well. Give them credit, Declan. But those lines to me cannot be your primary. We're counting on them lines. So the thing is, Kaprizov, I would much, I would much prefer for us to talk about, man, he seems to be shooting a lot, almost too much. I'd much prefer that conversation to, dude, you got to shoot. Right. Like, like you are, you are three games in the best player on this team. You are entitled to shoot. This is not about trying to make friends. I don't care who likes you. I don't care who doesn't. If you have the opportunity, you've got a great shot. You've got the skill. Again, three games in, he is the best player. I, I don't think that there is a debate. Fiala, perhaps, but that would be it, right? Yeah, that would be it. So, power play wise, the way that you're going to break this slump is very simple. It's going to be an ugly goal. It's going to go off somebody's butt. I don't care, but it's a guy like Kaprizov who's going to take the shot. Absolutely, and as you see on this shot chart here and this is for all five on five even or actually excuse me all of them every situation so this is five on five power play five on four four on five four on four doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and you can see too in these blue these blue dots right in the near circle for the wild side right in the slot right in the middle of where you want to be and then also near side right in the i mean right in the face of basically uh of 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 the Anaheim's goaltender who I'm blanking on, John Gibson, Gibson right now so so this is exactly where you want to be i mean this is encouraging if you're the wild Uh, yes um, I know they weren't able to get a goal tonight, but if I'm if I'm the Wild and I'm looking back on this, I mean, offensively and defensively too. If you even look at the other end where Anaheim was, mm-hmm. this is this is a fine shot. This is a pretty looking shot chart, and I think if if you're okay with memorizing this and and emulating this, you're going to get more goals. And the shots on goal that's why that's why shots on goal don't really matter to me. Uh, you, you saw in the first period the Wild only had a one shot advantage, but you could tell throughout the period of the entire first period that. The Wild dominated it because they were getting high danger situations. Sure. It's just now it's kind of it's kind of like Judd. What you don't want to happen to make a football comparison is if like the Vikings offense per se, you can be fourth in yards. You can get all the yards you want. Are you converting it into points? Are you actually converting it at an elite level into points? And I think this is an encouraging stat. I don't think this is misleading, and I don't think that this is going to be a trend where the Wild just can't score. But if they don't find a number one center, you're going to see a lot of shot charts, too, that are going to end up looking like this, where you see plenty of high-quality opportunities, but not many goals. So yeah. it's it's tough. And I, I don't want your fourth line being your best line. It's fine for it to work hard. That's really good. But I don't – I. it bothers me that, that – to go back to my point, Dex, it bothers mm-hmm. me that the cohesiveness discussion – is the third line looks really good and cohesive, and the fourth line does too. Well, how about the top two lines? Eh, I don't know about that. Uh, so to go back to uh, shots on goal, not as a team, but individually, okay? Yep. Um, it, I'm not thrilled by the fact that uh, Sturm actually led the Wild with six shots. Parisi had five. Kaprizov had three. Fiala had four. Um, I, don't want your, I don't want your fourth line winger being your top uh, shots on goal guy. Uh, what bothers me more than that, though, is this. 
And and this is where shots, to me, at least play a role in being a discussion point off this game. Dumba had zero shots. Yeah. That's not good. He's got to have shots. Like this is, you've got to go into game saying, how can we create an opportunity, right, for Matthew Dumba to have, I would say, four to five shots at the very least. So, so like, I, I'm with you. When you take the overall generic statistic, it's like, okay, yeah, that's great but they can be low percentage shots, not great shots. It doesn't mean a ton, but I know this at the start of every game. My goal, if I'm the wild would be to have Dumba to be, to have at least five shots. Yeah. Like he's got to have shots and, and you had enough power plays. In in fact, um, the one thing that I might do here too. So, so they, they used tonight in trying to break out the power play slump three forwards and Spurgeon on the first power play, which plays a ton, which is fine. Benino plays center, okay? Parisi on opening night against the Kings decks was terrible on faceoffs, and so I get that one. Um, they gave him another chance to take some draws in game two on Saturday, and he was actually pretty good, just fine. I don't understand why Benino went to the center position here. I would, I, my top power play would be without question. Parisi takes the draw and just tries to get possession. Like it doesn't have to be a clean win. Kaprizov, Fiala, Spurgeon, Dumba. I yeah. want Dumba shot with these guys. I don't yeah. want him with, I don't want him second power play. I, I want him front and center first power play. Why, why do you think Dean also just like blew up that first power play after the first game? When I, I thought the power play looked really well, and then all we face offs just just, be, just because he Zach could win a GD face off. That's he freaked it. Freaked out about face. I guarantee it. He freaked out about face off because the that first game was really bad for possession purposes. Um, but that being said, Benino can win draws. He's good there. But once he wins said draw, he's on your power play. Not my goal personally. So I, I would go Parisi back to taking draws, Kaprizov, Fiala, Spurgeon, Dumba. The change that I would make on the second power play, I would incorporate Felino. He'd work his ass off. He'd get in front. And that's I, where you put him. I right really, in front of the cage. Exactly. Right. But I mean, I'm just saying that, that the two changes that I would make off of what they did tonight would be to get Dumba on the top power play and to get Felino on the ice, on the wing, and do what you just said, which is get him in front of the cage, create problems, havoc. He'll do a good job. All right, I, and I, I think this is a good segue too. And and basically, if the if the Wild can't find a center, I think number one, yes, they probably need to look at tra- acquiring one and, and want to be a trade. And two, at this point, I know he's hurt, but and I, I warned you that this could possibly happen if he played in the damn tournament. Mm-hmm. You're, you're Marco Rossi. Basically, you're gonna have to just keep him here and get him healthy and then play him. What's the point of loaning him back to, to save the year on the contract right. at, at this point? I keep him. I keep him around. I get him healthy and I give him an audition at center. Why wouldn't you? What's wrong with him is my question. I'd be I very don't. curious. Yeah. I have, I've not seen an identified body part. That's the problem. Um, he hasn't showed up on the COVID list. And now that the season has started, the NHL is going to provide yes. names who are on the not, COVID list so and he's not, not on it. And it's, it's not, not COVID not related. related. Right. Right. Uh, the problem is this. I think you might be right, but I also, it, he, he's basically a kid. 
So I don't want to get him healthy and set to go and say, all right, you're my top guy now. Like he has to be worked in here. They just don't Dex. They just don't have one. They, they don't have, they don't have a player that belongs on the pivot on the top line. And they really don't, don't have a two and, and Marco Rossi at some point in time might be that guy, but he's not yet. You have to very soon. Bill Guerin's going to have to make a decision. Do is my team good enough and competitive enough in 2021 right now to make some type of trade? And it doesn't have to be for an all-star, but you can make trades up, up until I think the deadline is April 11th or 13th. Um, because I don't see how this works and you're, they're going to try your, your guy, Johansson, I'm sure, but he disappeared for most games so far. So like, I don't know if that's going to happen. There's two It'll things work. you're going to have to, you're two things you have to, Bill Guerin's going to have to do here. A, he's going to have to recognize that. All right. I have no option here. I don't want to play Rossi. Uh, he's a kid. I'm throwing him into the wolves. That could yeah. be a bad idea. Agreed. And that means then you have to go find a center. The other option is keep Rossi around. Put him into the wolves because your other options are Victor Rask, Nick Benino, Joel Erickson, Neck, and Marcus Johansson, who can't play center. So really, I don't think it can get any worse by not playing him. And I know it's a tall task for a kid to do. Yeah, I don't want to. Point, I I want to play him. I just don't. I can't put him on my top line. So so here's the question, because I think it's high time that they at least consider this as good and cohesive as that third line is. Okay. They had, a, they had a rougher game tonight, though. They did. They did. But my point was going to be, do you at least consider giving Erickson Eck that shot? Because yeah. he's he's pro- he might be their best guy now. I mean, but Benino is reliable. He can win faceoffs. I certainly w- would not call him dynamic. And I wouldn't call Eck dynamic. But I just, you're going to have to try something. Like yeah. this doesn't this Victor Rask thing does not work. He is no. he is consistently a step or two behind every play. He just is. Right. Like he's a fourth line guy. That's him. And right? look, I, I, I like to defend him. I like to poke fun at him. Maybe it's a hashtag bit, yada. But I, I really think that Victor Rask does not belong anywhere near the top nine of this team but because they don't have a center and because he played well for a couple shifts on opening night, Everson rewards him with that top unit spot. So yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to giving Eck a shot. I'm not really inclined to giving Benino a shot. I know who the heck he is, and and that's not a disrespect on him. It's just I, there's no point to put him up on the top line or on the top power play unit. I, I guess your 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 options right now, and they're all in house, are move Eck to a position that he hasn't really seen before. And I guess that there is some, there could be something there. Option two is get Rossi healthy, put him into the top six, and just say, hey, here you go, kid, roll. And the third option, which honestly might be the most logical and option that makes the most sense, is to trade for someone. And is is this going to be, as time tells here, because we're only three games into the season, and as anyone who has ever watched Score North or Judd's Hockey Show knows, we are going to overreact to this game just like we're going to do with baseball. We're going to treat these games like football season, okay? So 56 game, it's a little more heightened. We're going to overreact a little bit, and that's fine. This is fun. We're not going to give you some any coaches speak here. But at that's that point, hard. yeah, try. you might, you might. And Corona hard, real there. hard team tries yeah. real hard. Okay. He does. So if, but if you're, if you're Bill Guerin, yep. you might want to start picking up phone calls. Cause this West division's wide open. It's wide open for the final well, playoff spot. Yeah. The final, final playoff, playoff spot, excuse the top me. Three or not, but yeah. yes, the California team stink. Yeah. The sharks stink. The ducks have a good goaltender, but they stink. The Kings aren't going to be good. Arizona's going to be, I, I think a slight 
notch above the California teams, but they're not great. Yes, the fourth playoff seed is up for grabs. Now, okay, so so to go down the path that you're presently um, going down and exploring, I will say this. Tonight, I'm um, in fact, actually not tonight, this morning into the afternoon, Detroit played host to Columbus, okay? okay. All right. I don't know if you saw this, but um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, the, yep. the disgruntled top-line center from the Columbus Blue Jackets, who wants a trade and, and who has clearly now gotten the wrath of his coach, Torts, uh, was benched in the second period. Now, Torts tried to downplay that fact because Pierre-Luc uh, Dubois came back and played in the third period, and I believe he scored the game-winning goal, okay? Okay. Nonetheless, he disappeared on the bench. He just sat on the bench for an extended period or extended portion of the second period. Ergo, he was benched. Um, I know that the Blue Jackets are going to want top dollar for this kid in return. And I know that there's been talk about, well, the Blue Jackets aren't going to make a dumb move. But I also know this. I have covered enough um, um, players who are disgruntled. And more importantly in hockey, and Torts is the poster child, for a coach that turns on a player and is basically done, it's going to become untenable very soon there. Like, they can't keep going down this path. They can't just be like, we'll get through the 56 games and then we'll trade it. I mean, Torts is going to melt down if he is randomly benching him. He is his top-line center, okay, Dex? This kid's going to have to be dealt somewhere. Now, let's assume, for the sake of this conversation, that the Canadian teams become very difficult to deal with because of the 14-day quarantine. I'm not saying it's impossible, but if you get traded from, let's say, the Jackets to the Wild, you can go get your testing and, hey, I can play hockey for you. If I get traded to the uh, Jets or I get traded to the Oilers or something like that, I have to go to a hotel room for 14 days. Um, the point being here is I think Columbus's hand is going to be forced here to make a deal that might not be what they're counting on. Not saying it's going to be bad, but I am saying it might not be what you you would expect because of the timing of said deal. That's going to be intriguing. And I am, and I remain surprised, and I know on, when I tweeted this a couple of days ago, I got a bunch of pushback. Well, the price is going to be too high. Judd, what are you talking about? The Wild can't get this guy. Blah, 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 blah. Um, with where this is going, I am surprised that the pundits aren't at least talking about this team as a possibility. And yes, you would have to give up a ton. But again, if he wants to play here and will agree to play here, he is a top line center. Here, here's the thing. I don't think it would cost the same as what it would cost in a regular season. In a regular situation. That's what I'm saying. I agree no with COVID. you. Yep. I, yes, I'm no that that's so, my point. I think so you're right. Asking price might not be as steep as we think it could be. That does not mean you can highway rob Columbus. And even though he's in Torts Doghouse, one of our commenters who just pointed out, not a place you want to be oh, in Tortorella's exactly. doghouse. That's exactly that right. being said, Tortorella's not the GM there. Tortorella's not the one who's pulling the roster strings and, and is the line the trades. Yes, sir. He might be involved in those phone conversations, but he's not part of that, uh part of the, the fact is who, who he's gonna deal him for. So if you're the Wild, you have to absolutely think about it. And with Pittsburgh being an absolute mess right now, you have two first-round picks at your disposal. You have a prospect line that is now finally really, really good. You also have players like Matt Dumba, who's going to be entering his final year of his contract next season. I'm not saying that it's a lock that you can trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois right now, right this second, but it's a lot more realistic than what people probably think. 
And at this point, I'm willing to pick up the phone. The only thing that hinders me, hinders the conversation is, I believe his agent said, right when those rumors started before the season started, that he wanted to go to a bigger market. Now, yes, Minneapolis is a step up from Columbus, but Minneapolis is certainly not New York, L.A., yeah, et cetera. You have to find out, yeah. That's but fair. at the same time, Minnesota is in a much better place than any California team is right now. They're in a much better place than Chicago is. The New York Rangers might be able to make up the make make the phone call there, because that would be a really interesting fit. I'll be honest, just as a general hockey fan. They got a lot of players, same, though. But at the same no time, yep. there's resources to make a trade like that happen. Yes. And I, I think it'd be really fun to kick the tires on because that's the kind of guy you want. He makes six million this season, six million next, and then he's gonna obviously get a big payday. I, I think you gotta at least Try to make the phone call. And if and if people start linking it, that's when we'll start figuring out guys like Friedman, guys like on TSN. And they um, have not so far at all. No, no this is just reckless speculation that Scornor thrives on. So this is just us throwing stuff against the wall. But it makes some sense. Talker. Yes, yeah, it, makes, it, makes it, it, it makes a ton of sense. sense. It makes a ton of sense. And, and, and this is a team, if, if they filled that spot. So, like, let's say tomorrow you fill that spot, Dex. You're in pretty good shape. Like, you, you like... Talbot, right? You're if you trade Dumba, your blue line is still pretty good, I think. Right? I yes. mean, Spurgeon, Suter, go down that list. Um, the what the one thing that you are desperately missing is a center to plug in with Kaprizov and or Fiala or both. Um, and I tweeted, I think it was in the third period tonight, about the fact that this team is in desperate need of a player at that position. And I also immediately got back tweets saying Garen's doing a good job and he better not trade for a rental. I agree with that. Okay. I am not saying for one second that you take some weird shot at a Stanley cup that that you're not going to win. Um, But a player like Dubois fits the role of if he wants to come here, he can stay here and he can be really effective and really good. Um, It's just that you watch this team and you watch, I, I mean, it's just such an apparent need. Uh, and it's hard. I don't know how long you, you can ignore it or say Rossi's going to play eventually. And how nice also would, would it be when Rossi is prepared to return to bring him in and say, you are our second line center. There's pressure, but not. But like if you put him in now, Declan, the pressure is enormous because you're basically saying save our butts. Yeah. Um, if you If you could make a trade for a guy who was a little bit more established and then put Rossi in behind him on the depth chart, you would feel pretty damn good about things. Absolutely. I know another, you know, Barkov could be another one that maybe they, they try to trade for. I know I saw some other fans conglomerating yep. for him. Um, yeah. At this point, I, I would at least try to pick up the phone and make a deal for a center. Cause, cause right now you are literally, we made this comparison on Mackie and Joe, which you can find Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. Um, you basically have two elite relief pitchers in Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala. I love making comparisons here because hockey and baseball are obviously the same sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a bunch of number five Kevin Correa-esque starters down the middle for you. And depth is one thing. That's good. Great to have depth. But parity and everyone being the same is not good you only need one Kevin Correa in your rotation. You don't need five of them. You only need one Nick Benito on your rotation. You have four of them. You need something else to elevate these guys. It, it makes 
It makes things so much easier, especially in hockey. If you can have a true number one center and then everything trickles down, no one's being asked to play more than they should. No one's taking on more responsibilities than they should. Everyone has a role and makes your roster management a hell of a lot easier. So if that means you have to go find that that top six center and give up the resources to do it, you at least have to make up the make make up your mind to do it. And I, I think Bill Guerin was I, I would love to hear what he thinks about this team um, through the first few games because he obviously has some comments here to himself that he's he's observed even in the two overtime wins. At the same time, he he probably sees a performance like that and says, "Man, okay, this offense, there's tools here to be successful. It's not yeah. a dumpster fire. Our defense is pretty damn good, and Cam Talbot's looked at everything we thought he would be even the better three games and tonight." He was even better than that. So there's resources here. There's tools in place. I'm curious to see what happens. But at the same time, Judd, if you can beat up on teams like the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks, and you eventually just go 500 against everyone else, make your hay against these bad teams. Because if these losses pile up to teams like the Ducks and Kings and Sharks, I can guarantee you that is going to be the reason why you didn't find that final playoff spot. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, So let's close with two things. Marcus Johansson played 15-19 tonight, which is pretty extensive playing time. Should we be concerned that, aside from the OT goal that he scored, which was set up by Kaprizov in Game 2, should we be concerned that, for the most part, I don't notice him playing at all? Like, Bukestead, I don't love him, but, like, tonight, Tonight. he had a really really nice game, really engaged game. Missed some open nets, which is too bad, Uh, but I definitely saw him. Marcus Johansson, aside from the goal that he scored on the Capri sub set up in overtime on Saturday, Declan, I see him out there and I'm like, oh, that's right. He plays for him again. Uh, But this is three games in now. And I don't know if it's because he's new. I don't know what, but I mean, we, we were told that he was going to play center. And then he, he said that he's more comfortable at wing. So we started camp at the wing and has for the most part played the wing where he is more comfortable. Um, He has been so comfortable that I don't, see him basically i i mean i i'm wrong a lot judd as as you know and as our loyal listeners know but i think this is one i'm just going to toot my horn on that i i just i didn't understand the fit here i didn't understand the fit um he was good three years ago playing on a very deep washington capitals team he went to new jersey dumpster fire he went to buffalo dumpster fire yeah those aren't ideal places to be but he's going to come here and then just all of a sudden be the player he was in washington absolutely not um, and, and I think it would be foolish to assume he was. So he has probably been the most disappointing player, I think, for the Wild over, over the, these first three games if we were handing those awards out in just a small sample size. But he's been, he's been noticeable in a bad way. Yes, the overtime winner was great, which, by the way, was set up completely by Kaprizov. Yeah, Kaprizov. I, and Kaprizov right. get these. Here's the overtime winner. I'm going to give it to you. Shoot the damn puck. And he did. Yeah. But in general, he's been extremely disappointing. Um, and if and if Dean Evison is someone who is rewarding and demoting players with playing time, he's going to be someone that's going to get completely out of that top six here soon enough because he's been awful. The Sturm first goes up, you think? He he played a nice game tonight. I, I was I'm, impressed by Sturm. I, mean, I like his at, game. At this point, if I'm Evison, I don't know why why not why not take the chance on Sturm. Uh, last thing, I think your buddy might get some playing time here in the next uh, couple of games since the power play is 0 for 16. (laughs) I think we're going to see, as as much as I would tinker power play-wise with what's currently, um, with the current players who are dressing, I think we are about to see Brad Hunt play. 
Yeah. I think he's going to play the point here. I think he's yeah. going to play the point. And I don't agree with that. I still, Dumba should play on the first power play. Uh, but at some point in time here, I think they're going to see the power play specialist Brad Hunt as a potential answer to break this horrific slump to start the season. No, at this point, you swap out Patteron for Brad Hunt, and you can still put Hunt on the as the point man on the second power play. I mean, Patteron's fine. Patteron's fine. He's a Patteron fine had a great player. defensive play night to break up a late yeah. uh, Ducks opportunity. But I don't know who else you would. Who else would you? Would you I mean, you could trash Stussy, I guess. I guess or maybe Stussy, it's yeah. okay. Take your yeah. pick who you want, and your th- that's a good problem that the Wild had that you could literally scratch someone on your third line pairing and slap in our old buddy Brad Hunt to lighten up the power play. Man, that's going to fix things. You got to you, you got to stop being so tough on Brad. He's a great guy. But at this point, I mean, I'm willing to try it because because that power play 0 for 16. I tweeted out tonight, Judd. What's going to happen first? The Wild scoring a power play goal or the Timberwolves winning a game again? I, I I don't Ooh. I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, I got home and watched that uh, the Hawks Wolves till today. Oh my God, they set sports back a hundred years. Did, did you did you watch any of um, that game? I watched probably. You sent last, me a note that said, "Hey, yeah. the Wolves are playing." I had no idea they were playing when well, I got you don't home. Get Fox Sports North, so from I, the office, yeah, my totally I, legal and normal streams that I watch all my sports on uh, that are sometimes Fox computers. Sports. Your poor computer is going to get some oh, weird this, virus. This this MacBook has been through hell and back. It survived St. Cloud. It, this this thing helped me graduate. Macs are good. Macs this, are good, right? This thing helped me graduate from St. Cloud State. What could go wrong? You know, like what, what could what could possibly go wrong if it's been here for eight years oh, in my, my life? Oh my God, that Wolves game. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, the Hawks are off. I I think the Hawks had just quickly. I believe that they turned over the ball today twenty six times, and they won by eleven. Yeah, like this wild game was perfection compared to the basketball oh, yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, it, the wild game was enjoyable. This was actually a good game. Yeah, it was a good for game. One, for one good. zip, this was a fun game. I agree. Because I, I watched, um, I believe it was the Bruins, if I'm not mistaken, the Bruins lost to the Islanders one zip this evening before the wild game. And uh, it was a snooze fest. It was absolutely awful. And uh, this was, for one, for one rip, this was fun. Um, Last thing, did, did you see that our pal Devin Dumnik started? Oh. He got his first start for the yeah. Sharks against the Blues. I believe the Sharks went up two to nothing. Dumnik was playing really well. And then if I'm not mistaken, he gave up uh, four goals in the second period, and I think they lost like 5-4. The Sharks yeah. did. Look, uh, he- and I saw a weird goal. Shocking. I saw like one weird goal. It was yeah. like it bounced off something and and ricocheted around. Look, so Evan Dubnik was a was one of the best trades, if not the best trade in Minnesota Wild history. It was a great little three four year run there. Um, I'm gl- I'm glad that they moved on for Cam Talbot. Uh, I, I'm I'm I don't think you can pull him for Capo Cockett. I thought some people. I thought maybe Capo gets the start. Tonight. I would start at Capo. Yeah, I wouldn't. And, start on Wednesday. And Wednesday, I don't That's I don't fine. think you can. I don't think they do, but. At this point, you do got to go back to Cam again. Yeah, I think you go back to Cam. I think you got to play your backup some. Like it's a really condensed schedule. I I would play. I in fact, I would play uh, Capo on Wednesday when I believe they're back uh, playing the Ducks in Anaheim, and then play Talbot Friday when they open at home against the Sharks. That's the one glorious thing. This schedule has eight games where you can pick up a ton of points. Oh yeah, like I, I think it gets tough. You get, you might get the Blues at, after the Sharks, but it was like two against the Kings, two against the Ducks, two against the Sharks. It's like okay, you can get some points here. 
Absolutely. Your playoff push could begin in game one. I like it. Hey, uh, before we could say good, right yeah. before you say goodbye here, uh, yes, if, for all those who are watching on YouTube, number one, where I, I see a lot of comments pulling in. Yes, we can see your comments. We appreciate them. We throw them on the screen. We appreciate you guys hanging Dude, out with us and watching. Uh, we get this a lot, absolutely, because we got the. I have the glasses now. My aunt even said the other day, "Man, are you just starting to look like? Are you trying to be your coworker? I mean, I'm trying to be my trying to be like Judd Zolgad. I don't know my if you want to be like here. Judd sports dad. Um, yeah, exactly right. He's sports dad, Listen but no. Kids go to bed. Uh, knock on wood. Judd is not my biological father, so that that is also a Gory good. Hell, Mark Hell, come on. Just want to clear that. Up. But also, if uh, for those who are watching on our YouTube page, if you could uh, subscribe to uh, our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button at the bottom at Score North MN. Also, if you're into football, our Purple Daily uh, page on YouTube.com is Purple Daily uh, Podcast, which you can subscribe to, too. We appreciate everyone that's uh, been literally following us now on YouTube. We're building a cool little audience here. So if you're interested in more Wild Talk, we, we won't be doing this after every single Wild game. Yeah, I think a lot of... I, I would, would guess that we're going to do this quite a bit after weeknight games and road games for sure. Yeah. Because we'll be at some of the home games. Yep. I still so have we, to decide now. So we'll, we'll do these mostly throughout the season. Um, we'll, we'll be burning some midnight oil here. I'll be knocking back my Corona Hard Seltzer's a proud sponsor of Cro- Tur- uh, Yeah, turn the can around so the fans yeah, we can got a, we, got a, we got a mango. This is not a, just because it's yellow. I'm not rooting for the Ducks, okay? I, I, I saw some comment that said that too. No, I, it just... It was the first you're thing Packer in my fan. Friend. You're, you're a Green Bay Packer. I'm fan. a pseudo Packer fan. No, you're a Packers I, I, fan. A you pseudo. and Royce, Aaron Rodgers lovers. No, I'm, I'm just like every other Packer fan. I'm a pseudo Packer fan. You know, I'm not wow. a real football fan. Ooh, there you go. <clears throat> that hurts. Okay, we are uh, done. It's been a uh, happy hour edition of Judd's Hockey Show. Don't forget our podcast, too, which we do every Wednesday. We'll be doing one uh, this week to look back at the first week of the wild season and the National Hockey League as well. Plenty to talk about then. So uh, check us out. He's Declan. I'm Judd. I'm sober. I think he's pretty sober. Just one in. Just one in and I'm oh, going that's to bed. All. Okay, that's fine. The, the podcast will be posted. And I, it's 1127. Great work, I will be in my bed within 15 minutes. Everyone, go to sleep. Sports Dad's telling you right now, go to bed. Bye. All right, pass, shoot, score. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.